This program is brought to you from Wisconsin Eyes Margaret Farrow Studio. Hello and welcome to Newsmakers. I'm your host, Lisa Pugh. Governor Evers and the Republican-controlled legislature have been trading dueling proposals in the months since the introduction of the biennial budget. Even though the state sits on a record $7 billion surplus, they can't seem to find agreement on what most Wisconsinites want and need. Here with us today to talk about what he's hearing and whether he thinks they can find common ground in the near future is Governor Evers. Welcome. Thanks, Lisa. Good to be here. I know earlier this week you were in Appleton talking yeah. to business leaders at the Wisconsin Economic Development yeah. Corporation Summit. What, what, what was your message to them? Well, basically, uh, we talked about how successful the economy is, especially, you know, there's a lot of small businesses there, and uh, uh, things are going well there. During the pandemic, we provided a lot of resources for about six or about 8,000 businesses to take over st storefronts there. So we talked about that success there, but also the fact that our unemployment rate continues to be right around our lowest ever. And we have lots of people working, the highest worker um, group you know, in the state's history, you know, as far as participation in the economy. So I'd say that we're doing well. I mean, obviously we've got all sorts of things impinging on the national level and other levels that make it more complex, but at this point in time is good. We'd like to see, you know, some things I'm concerned about is childcare and uh, how that's going to play out over the years and how important that is for our economy. It's good for kids, but it's also important for our economy. When Speaker Voss was here in the studio yeah. last month, he talked about his concerns around inflation and the mm -hmm. alarming increases in energy and food costs. Is that right. something you're also concerned about? Sure. Who, who couldn't be? Inflation is a, is a major issue. Issue, although there are some things that has moderated over time. I follow that as much as he does. But uh, at the end of the day, yes, we'd like to be able to make sure that uh, people are not uh, in, impacted by inflation. And that's, you know, over the years, we've reduced taxes about $1.5 billion per year. Uh, on middle class in the state of Wisconsin. So we feel we're, we could do more, but we're waiting for a tax uh, system, that uh, bill that we can sign. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. I know last year you promised a 10%, you were gonna fight for a 10% right. middle class tax cut. You included that in your budget that was rejected by Republicans. They countered with a proposal that would uh, create major tax form at the top two right. brackets. You vetoed that. Right. We still have this $7 billion surplus. Do right. you see any time in the near future that taxpayers will get a share of that? Yes, and my focus has always been on the middle class taxpayer. And uh, uh, that, if the Republicans want to come back with a proposal, I had one in my last budget that they didn't like. We'll see if, you know, if they're that concerned, I'd say, Go back in the session and uh, bring me something that's going to take care of the middle class. Right now, they're messing around with a handful of tax credits that, frankly, you know, are they important? Uh, marginally. I mean, a tax cut for everybody instead of a tax credit for a handful of people. I'd, I'd opt for a tax, a tax cut for as many middle-class taxpayers. Sounds like you're still pretty far apart. I think, but I don't, you know, if if they want to come back and uh, give me a proposal, I'll, I'll look at it. But it, 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 can't, it can't be, uh, you know, 
the majority of the money going to uh, higher paid people in the state. Middle class is where inflation hurts the most, and that's where we should focus our efforts. Well, I think you're talking about the work on, the, on your uh, special session bill that mm-hmm. had a hearing and a Senate committee kind of came out of there a complete rewrite, as you say. Mm-hmm. Your proposal had included funds for child care centers, the university, and certain workforce grants. Right. That Republican rewrite instead, huge income uh, tax rate cut, increases in child and dependent care tax credit, deductions for private school tuition, and cuts to certain regulatory red tape. But both of those, both of your proposal and the Republicans' proposal was intended to address the workforce crisis. How do you describe those kind of philosophical differences? Yeah, in approach? A, a small tax credit and, and, and uh, you know, messing around with uh, private school uh, issues and, and money getting back to people there, that, that is not going to uh, impact inflation. If we're worried about inflation, let's do a middle class tax cut and that's it. Their Let's tax rate cut doesn't do what no, it doesn't abso- help the people that abso- you think it needs to help. Absolutely not. It's, it's, it's impacting higher income people much more than a middle class. So let's, uh, if they're interested in... So if that bill comes across your desk, it's it's a no-go. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And, and some of the other things, frankly, are counterproductive, too, with uh, various smaller things. So, But it uh, yes, it's a no-go. You mentioned child care. You've been talking about the child care crisis. Their bill does include this child independent care tax credit. Is that something you support? That's about that much (laughs) of the issue. Uh, A handful of tax credits that people are going to get once a year versus, you know, investing in child care organizations and and providers. That's where where the rubber hits the road. Those are the people that do the work. We could, and frankly, because the Republicans did what they did, I had to put some more federal money into that system. That system is on the brink of uh, dissolving, frankly. They cannot continue the way it is. I believe we should be investing in in those per, uh, providers, in those organizations. They do good work. Not only is it good for kids, but if we, you know, if we do nothing, and those little tax credits that they talked about are almost nothing, we're going to be losing tax. We're going to be losing providers. We lose providers for every every uh, provider that goes under. That's some kids that uh, will be staying at home, which is taking mom or dad out of the work workforce. That is that is anti <laughs> taking care of workforce. It's putting them in home where they're not making money. You know, we started the show talking about the dueling proposals, yes. and you know, your middle class tax cut has been rejected a few times right. now. And also, I've heard Speaker Voss said, other Republicans say, that the method for subsidizing the child care centers through the Child Care Accounts Program, that that's not sustainable. It doesn't sound like they're getting any closer to agreement on there. Is, is there middle ground on child care? I, I don't know. I mean, they, I'd say right now, no. I mean, and, you know, unfortunately, we are put in a position to help help out in, in, a, in a very small With way. $125 million yeah, to that, extend that, child that's, care That's going to help, but uh, it's, it's not, that is just a start. And it's not that they aren't hearing from people, not hearing from parents, not hearing from providers saying, we need to have this subsidy in order for us to do it. That is sustainable. We can do it. We sustain all sorts of oper- you know, opportunities across the state of Wisconsin. So I don't buy it. And it's do you have a line in the sand on this issue? You need something from the from the legislature on child care. Yes, 
There's no question. I mean, if we care about workforce or we care about kids, and I think we care about both, then we're going to have to help that system continue to thrive. I mean, that, that, that's, that's the bottom line. Our people, our, our parents um, can't afford. I, I talked to a, a, a woman up in Portage that was paying $900 a week for child care. $900, you know, it's a couple of kids, I get that, but how can you, how can you possibly get by with that? 52 times 900 is a big number. And, um, and so I, I think they don't understand how important it is. Yes, that would mean that we'd have to continue providing some subsidy along the way. But well, that, they say that cutting red tape for child care providers oh, and allowing them to increase slots, that that's going to address some of these issues. Me. Excuse me. The stuff they're talking about is just, you know, make, making it the, the per kid, you know, number of teachers per child. I'd like to see them sit in a room with six babies. Six babies with one person. Come on. Cutting back on, on the requirements that, uh, that uh, child, the, prof- the providers aren't asking for that. There's, that's for sure. They, they understand that what, where, where the system is now, the, the, the kid per teacher ratios are reasonable and safe and are good for the so kids. you don't support any changes to those standards? No. Um, there is some hope. You signed a few bar- bipartisan bills that were on your desk this week. I know there's another bill that's still awaiting decision by you, mm-hmm. and that's a, a bill you vowed to veto regarding um, banning gender-affirming mm-hmm. surgery for minors. You've talked about that bill and others as an attack on LGBTQ and the trans community. Do you think that those bill authors were hearing from constituents about concerns about young people w- related to that proposal? I, I don't know to be honest with you, how much they've heard from whatever, whomever. But at the, at the end of the day, no one's, no one's required to do that. Um, and frankly, um, I didn't realize that uh, uh, the, the legislature had the ability to know more about that issue than the physicians that, that work with those kids. Let's follow the science. The science is not what they're talking about. They're talking about more of a issue that is not science-based, it really has nothing to do with the medicine, it has to do with their LG, LGBTQ um, antipathy, frankly. Yeah. It, so no, that won't go anyplace. I, I, I continue to support the LGBTQ kids. They, they struggled mightily to begin with, and then have this be the issue that uh, uh, the legislature feels that, that ha- they have to weigh in on. I think it's ridiculous. They aren't the experts. The experts are saying, let the parents and the kids wor- work with us and we'll figure it out. Last year, you vetoed 20 Republican election-related bills. There's some work over in the le- legislature now on election reform that has bipartisan support. We know election integrity remains a major concern for Wisconsinites. Is there anything in the bills that are moving in the legislature right now uh, that you support? Are you seeing things you like? Yeah. First of all, yes, there's a lot of things I don't like. But the the issue around allowing the, the municipalities that count absentee ballots, not count them, On to, to mm-hmm. take, them out, take them out of the uh, envelope and process them, not count them, because that gets a little weird for people. But yes, that would help. That, that would help a lot. Um, and so they bring that to me in a reasonable format. I certainly, certainly will 
assignment. Any other election reforms you'd like to see? Yeah, I'd, 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 like to see, I'd like to see the legislature quit messing around with the WEC, the Election Commission. We had one, one person kicked off the commission to partisan. It's a partisan position. Uh, the Democrat was kicked off because they're too partisan. And of course, they tried to um, uh, fire Megan Wolf, the executive director of the Elections Commission. So yes, what I'd like to see is quit have them quit messing around with the system and let it work. You think WEC works? Yeah, of course it does. I mean, there's been no data. I mean, it became a thing when Donald Trump made it a thing. And there's no data to support the fact that anything that any Thank God we have these people across the state that do this work anymore because of the kind of crap that they take is unbelievable from the legislature. So we have a good system now and have giving them the ability to open those envelopes ahead of time so they don't have to open them later. That's great. And uh, let, the, let the system work instead of saying it didn't work and therefore we have to blow it up. It did work. Therefore maybe do some tweaks. And Megan Wolf should keep her job. Of course. She's um, a consummate professional. She's recognized as one of the best in the country. It seems like forever ago when you first uh, proposed to fund, help fund in uh, repairs at American Family Field, the Brewers Stadium. Yes. That issue's kind of moved along. Uh, you included it in your budget. The current GOP authored an amended proposal, passed the Assembly with bipartisan support. It's now over in the Senate, had had a hearing. Do you think the, cr the deal, as it stands today, <laughs> uh, is a good deal for taxpayers? Yes, I do. Uh, the brewers bring in extraordinary amount of tax taxes in the state of Wisconsin. Leaving them would hurt our economy, and it's as simple as that. Is it fair to Milwaukee right now? The way it's yes, working? I think so. Yes, I, and I think we'll get there. I'm I'm encouraging uh, people that I can influence on the Senate side. Now, if if the Senate or the Assembly makes some major uh, mistakes in what they want to do then we need to look at it. But my goal is to sign that bill, period. Uh, the Senate might be talking about a ticket tax, perhaps an audit. Are those two changes and amendments you could support? Likely. And I you said haven't seen them yet, but okay. likely. You said you're talking. Are you talking to Senate Democrats trying to figure out how to get them on board and secure their votes? As much as I can, yes. Um, last time you were here, I, I don't even remember when that was, th earlier this year, um, we talked about bipartisan concerns around PFAS, yes. harmful chemicals that are showing up in Wisconsin drinking water. Money was included in the biennial budget. Now there's a bill moving through the legislature that would dictate how to spend those funds. Right. What are your thoughts on the way that that proposal stands currently? Um, it's, a, it's not a perfect bill, I will tell you that. You know, what we, do you we, like about it? The money and uh, that will go to the municipalities and others that have this, pro have this problem. It does not hold anybody accountable. It does not uh, do, do anything around the issue of, uh, you know, it's taking away um, uh, powers and authority that the DNR presently has. They're taking that away for, the, for this. And, uh, and, and no accountability and, and it doesn't set any standards for groundwater. That said, let's hopefully we can get th get through this. this is important money, but I'm concerned. You have the Department of Natural Resources that has the ability, and frankly, I think somewhat limited ability to deal with this issue, and to hamstring them on this issue 
which is probably the most important issue that they need to be working on, that doesn't make any sense to me. I know you've, you've called this an urgent issue. Right. The bill is flawed, you've outlined, mm-hmm. but is it important to get something across the finish yes, line? Yes, it is. Yes, it is, and that's even why. If, even if it's flawed. Even if it's flawed, but I, I, I have to weigh how flawed it is around the accountability piece and on what the DNR is no longer able to do. Is it good enough today? I don't know. Remains to be seen. seen. Um, You've been having some trouble getting your appointments across the finish line in the legislature. The Senate um, rejected eight of your appointees this month. You still have several unconfirmed cabinet members. Mm -hmm. What impact are those, uh, you know, rejected or you know, stalled appointments having on your ability to move? policy. And it is, it's, exte- it's extremely stupid, frankly, and it, it is something that does pr- prevent it. I mean, who, think about the, the Board of Regents, like DNR, we, we had to appoint people immediately after those good people were kicked off the, the last, week. last week, just to get something done. I mean, any of those people that they have recently gotten rid of, and frankly, I would say all of them, that is just bad policy. Bad, it's bad politics for them. It's bad policy for the state of Wisconsin. These are good people. They're good Wisconsinites. If they continue to do this, and frankly, who in the hell wants to be to do this work? And, uh, and so I, I am very concerned about it. I think it's really wrongheaded on the part of the Republicans. They, you know, they say, well, uh, Sheldon Wasserman uh, is too political. Well, he used to... <laughs> He used to be a politician, for goodness sakes, but he also he's a physician, and he's doing good work on the, on the, on the committee he's on. He's now gone. There are people that have that left that uh, are, have been essentially fired by the, by the, uh, uh, the, the Senate. It, it's just uh, it, it's going to hurt us in the long run. You know, of course, at some point in time, there will be, be a Senate that's Democrat, and I don't want my, my legacy to be okay, we've created this situation, so we have to kill all the people coming in uh, from a Republican governor. That's where we're going to end up, and that just saddens me. We, we can do better. We're adults. Do you, are you going to sit down with the Senate leadership and talk about this, or do you feel like your well, position is well-known? My position is well-known. I'm willing to, to meet with the uh, Senate leader at any time, but uh, uh, this, what we're doing now is wrong. Uh, there's lots of news coming out of the universities of Wisconsin in these last several weeks. There was closures of the West Bend and Fond du Lac uh, campuses. There are announced uh, job cuts, program cuts at University of Wisconsin Oshkosh and Platteville. Mm-hmm. Enrollment has been declining. Right. Do these changes make sense for the universities of Wisconsin? I trust the regents uh, for starters, and I uh, trust uh, the, the leadership on the campuses and, and the, the system. So, likely so. I mean, if you look at the uh, number of uh, young people in the K through 12 system, it's not going to be any big increase in enrollment from from that. And so, I I, th- I think they are in a position where they probably have to make some of these decisions. That said, we can't afford, just because their enrollment is uh, going to be steady at best, to continue to starve the University of Wisconsin system. That's what you system. think is happening. Yeah. Well, when you, when, you, when you have no increase from the state of Wisconsin, in fact, 
it's still a decrease right now because there's $32 million sitting on the table waiting for you know, the system to kneel at the, uh, you know, to the legislature and promise not to do certain things. The DEI yeah, concerns. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. They should not be flat funded. They have their, their numbers and costs increase just like everybody else's. There's inflation impacting them. So to say, well, okay, the, their enrollment is, is stable, therefore we're going to cut the hell out of them, that makes no sense. It makes no sense. But they're, you know, the enrollment is going to be, there's no magic wand here. There's no kids in the pipeline increasing in kids. So they have to do something to get by. It makes it difficult for those campuses, but at the end of the day, we cannot, we cannot say, we're going to flat fund or, or reduce uh, the, the, the money going to the U University of Wisconsin system or the technical college system. There was a hearing yesterday on a Republican bill that would ban race-based preferences in higher education programs, mm -hmm. basically shift the focus of some grants and programs from uh, specifically for minority students to broadening it to disadvantaged students. Mm -hmm. Stu, what do you think about that proposal? Well, it's, it's first of all, again, it's the legislature taking something that the U.S. Supreme Court said about uh, uh, admissions, and that's what—that's the law of the land. What the Supreme Court said, they've taken it, of course, to even more—you know—not just admissions, some other things. They're concerned about litigation because of that ruling. Yeah, say. well, I, we've got—I've got problems with litigation and what they're proposing. So let them work through it. I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to sign it or sign it, but at the end of the day. I kind of trust those regents. They're there for a reason. I trust the system and all the chancellors. They know what the Supreme Court is saying. They can adjust it just as well as the legislature. Let them do their work. That's what they're, that's what they're there for. Uh, this month, DPI released the standardized test scores mm -hmm. from the 2022-23 school year. They say students are doing better. Um, student proficiency, proficiency rates in English language arts and math were 38.9%, 37.4% respectively. That leaves more than half of students not mm -hmm. proficient. How do you think we are really doing in K-12 education? I think we're doing okay. Okay. That, that's a... Uh, C to B, C plus to B minus area. We have to do better. I mean, we, we, the percentages you just mentioned are not where they should be. So I continue to, I continue to make this argument. One, one is it's easy to automatically blame the K through 12 system. With many kids coming from difficult circumstances at home through none of their own making, um, that, uh, we have to make sure that, yes, that we appropriately fund our public schools. We have to do that. We'll continue to do that. I think we have good common agreement on that. Is there more accountability that needs to happen somewhere else? Well, there has to be more. There has to be. We have to realize that these kids are comes, coming from home where, where affordable, affordable housing impacts them, health, lack of health care impacts them, transportation impacts them. So if we look at all the things that the state of Wisconsin cares about, all those things, all those things impact how kids learn. We just can't say it's because of the third grade teacher in this school, this, this, it's all her, his or her fault. It is not. It, we need to make sure we have the appropriate money for K through 12. I don't think we're there yet. And, uh, and also making sure that the things that impact kids outside of school 
are dealt with in appropriate ways. Um, you've long asked for nonpartisan redistricting, mm -hmm. but you said you don't support the nonpartisan redistricting bill that's moving through the legislature. Right. You do support the lawsuit filed in the state Supreme Court that challenges the current maps. Why do you think that whatever comes out of that potential um, challenge in the Supreme Court is more fair for Wisconsinites than any nonpartisan process that the legislature might pass? Well, I think they'll come up with a nonpartisan one. I mean, what the legislature is working on is something that one could argue is not um, by, uh, nonpartisan. Uh, the last time we did maps, I, I appointed and I had three retired judge pick the people on the People's Maps Commission. They came up with maps. Those maps were, were 50-50, in fact, the Republicans still had a slight majority on both in the Assembly and the, and the Senate. So my preference is something like that. But all I know is the Reference Bureau is what uh, they're leaning on. For right? the Iowa-style nonpartisan sure. bill. Well, who, who, does the, who do the legis uh, reference people report to? The so, leadership in the, the legislature. Absolutely. It, that is not, uh, obviously... Um, you don't consider them to be a nonpartisan entity. No, no. I mean, who hires and fires them? Not me. The so you think that even though it's a liberal state supreme court can come up with a more fair process? They have to. They, they absolutely have to. We cannot live with the maps we have. What are your thoughts on Speaker Voss's pledge to pursue impeachment of Justice Protosiewicz if she votes to overturn the current Republican-drawn maps? It's breathtaking. It's just breathtaking. How? How, you know, it's attacking, it's one, yeah, the Supreme Court <laughs> used to be this nice nice place where people played well, and uh, it just isn't that way anymore. And uh, threatening someone before they even do anything, that they're going to fire them from their job, doesn't make sense. I doubt if you'll do it, but uh, Lord knows, you never know. You know, citizens in any state look to the governor mm -hmm. for their leadership on all of the tough issues. We live in such a divided yeah. state right now, a political division at the national level leading down into state politics. Right. How do you describe how your philosophy for moving the state forward? Well, I, we're going to continue doing what we're doing. A lot of these things that we talk about sometimes are insulated in the Capitol. And you get out, in, as I do, a lot I hear a lot about childcare, I'll tell you that. But it's usually about roads, schools, you know, basics. And uh, those are things we can agree on. And so I, I, tr I try to focus on the things we're agreeing on as much as possible. I know you, in the last uh, half hour, we've been talking about things that kind of irritate me about what the legislature is doing. But at the end of the day, I try to keep the level of controversy at the low level. That's part of my DNA. I don't spend a lot of time screaming at people or threatening to fire them. But um, if you look at what we've accomplished, especially in the areas of, of uh, you know, housing, and especially in the area of, of uh, making sure that our roads are, are in good shape, our bridges. I was just in, in western Wisconsin where a co-op has, has uh, worked with a nonprofit up there to build this huge um, uh, array of, uh, of solar panels. And the nonprofit is, is finding the resources so that the people that are below a certain uh, level of uh, uh, income will get actually a 50% drop in their, in their um, uh, electric bill. 
That's Wisconsin. This isn't always Wisconsin. So, all right. Well, we'll continue to follow your work in the Capitol, and we thank you for joining us Thanks today. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Lisa. Thank you to the viewers of Newsmakers. Be sure to tune in again as we highlight the issues and sit down with the decision makers who make a difference for all of us. You have been watching a production of Wisconsin Eye, your unfiltered window into legislative deliberations and public policy programming, where our mission is to provide Wisconsinites an opportunity to access the legislative process and connect with conversations that inform our citizenry. Please consider supporting our mission, and thank you for watching. Wisconsin Eye, policy made public.